team. <laughs> Welcome to Gaming Casual, where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. I think he's really sticking and, to that five-second bit. <laughs> I guess. And Control Freak. Evening, folks. And Twilight. Or he just disappeared into the void. He might have disappeared into the void. I don't know. I can't actually hear stuff. Oh, yeah, we pulled control out somehow. You're, all your arms are where they're supposed to be, right? Yeah, we pulled control out, and now the void wants light. Yeah, but I seem to have grown a third one. Ooh. Uh, we'll have to call customer support about that. No, no, I'll yeah, just put the laser helps off. With, no, 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 it helps Hold with still. multitasking. Hold still control. Nope, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. Multitasking. Hmm. All right, then. Um, well. I mean, I need it for when I uh, play this brand new game that's being posted God. up on Steam. Why? <laughs> Why is it front page? This is why I have to To be fair, it's fairly far down the front page, but it's still, like, front. Now hold still control or else I'm going to end up cutting off your other arms or your head is above you know the listing for it is above all the things it's like similar to games you play no 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 <laughs> see mine's not under similar to games you play mine's no, under no, popular new saying, releases though. it's under that it doesn't get to the no. point where it starts recommending yeah. you other games based on the shit in your library like, yeah this is straight up like front page like hey check out these awesome new games the fuck, Steam? <laughs> I mean, I'm not kink-shaming anybody, but uh, that's not front-page shit. That's... You have to look <laughs> for that if you want it. You should have to look for that. No, Apparently, no, you don't. Or, I... There... Like we just have listeners right now who are listening to this going, I don't see that. What the hell are you guys searching? <laughs> my my, res my uh, response to that that's is just, probable. Uh, next question, please. <laughs> I'm not sure you guys want to know that. I've seen their games on Steam. I'm not sure you guys want to know that. I don't own. I yeah. Games are fairly normal. Same. Don't believe them. Of course, they're going to tell you that. You yeah. believe what you want. We, we can't actually stop you from believing things. We don't have the power, at least not until the device is ready. <laughs> don't tell them about the device. It's all right. They'll forget about it right after they listen. Well, as okay. long as everything goes as planned. Anyway, moving on. We don't have some kind of weird I device. Mean, what are you talking normal. about? Hi, games. I mean, that's usually just the attention span of anyone listens to podcasts i resent that statement of course you do he also possibly represents it <laughs> don't call me out like i'm in this picture and i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> so what what's what have you guys been playing this week um well cyberpunk cyberpunk lots of cyberpunk I 
let's see. Since I wasn't here last week, over the last two weeks, I have put 85.6 hours into Cyberpunk 2077. All right. Killjoy. Well, also, I have beaten the game. Her. I think I have three of the endings technically unlocked. What, did you just, like, create a save and then just re keep reloading? It gives you a heads up before the final series of missions, like, hey, this is the point of no return. You may want to make a oh, save that, here. Well, that, you know, I like that. It's like, hey, by the way, like, the game doesn't really continue after this. You should probably save. Well, and that's the thing. Once you finish it, it will send you back to that point, to that save point. But if you picked up any cool items along the way or in all your experience, you get it all back right at that point. Like, it sends you back and then you get all those stats and really? a couple extra items. I heard the yeah. first few hours of Cyberpunk were cut out of the entire yeah, the first few hours of Cyberpunk, I heard they were cut out of the game entirely. They weren't done, but they had a deadline. I I mean, considering it's a 30 to 70 hour story play game, I mean, notice anything lacking? Yeah. I, don't know I could see I could see where some there were there might have been like some missions that they could have added like your first major missions in uh in the city but it didn't feel no, that lacking. Also none of this is really spoilers so Yeah, I'll leave out the spoilers. Although I I so I looked up for how many endings there were there is a hidden ending and i did not get it unlocked i i overlooked the requirements even even though yeah I, um I too yeah so it's a non-spoiler thing it, basically you have to have the you have to make the right dialogue choices when talking to johnny throughout the to whole get it unlocked yeah, there there's key conversations that you're supposed to act in certain ways to get it unlocked, and, and I didn't know about that until I had gotten to the end, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, piss. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you just have an opportunity for replay. Yep. I'm sad there's no there's new game no plus. New game plus yet. I will say that. True. It, and that's the thing, like, if they do a new game plus where I can take the guy that I've got, I'm not even against, like, losing my items. Just let me keep my levels and start a, like, start a new one so I can hit level cap and everything. I'd actually be okay with that. Yeah, I... I... Because otherwise, the uh, the gear that I have would be uh, yeah, well, ungodly. Yeah, start of the game, the gear... If you go back to the start of the game with New Game Plus with endgame gear. Now, mind you, I'm only like 12 hours into the game, but. So I have a sniper rifle that punches through walls with a silencer. Is it one of the charge rifles? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So like I'll I'll hack a camera and ping every care like every enemy so they're highlighted even behind <laughs> and walls. Just... And I'll just be on the other side of a wall just boom. Yeah, because it's uh the it's not outright single shot, like it has a magazine, but you have to eject the casing so manually so for every shot. What you're saying. Yeah, it, it's basically it's a Barrett. Yeah. It's a Barrett with a silencer. <laughs> and yeah, I'll I'll just be using that and just boom. Enemies don't react as long as they don't see the body. Boom. <laughs> And then, if need be, I'll switch over to the silenced revolver with a five times headshot multiplier. My. Which gets an additional two times headshot multiplier if I'm shooting from stealth. You, and so it's you're silenced. going for the same type of build that I'm going for, which is silent but deadly. I mean, it was just yeah. easier. Like, straight up gunfights are. Straight up gunfights are fun. And once you get the ability to use the smart rifles. It's kind of entertaining because you'll just guy will get behind cover and you just shift your aim up and the bullets will just track down into their noggin, which was hilarious when people were hiding behind cover and died of poison. Um, yeah, yeah I I got a lot of oh, crazy it. gear. We have. No and what was that, Twy? If you ever need proof that we have no life, plenty life. It's just. We're in quarantine. I can't go do life, so I'm going to live a life inside of cyberpunk. You were kind of like this even before this quarantine. I've seen the weapons that you carry around in your games. Yeah, but... No, she's got she's got a point. What, are we talking Warframe? Pretty much any game that I've seen you play. Any game that allows even the mildest bit of customization, especially with weapons. Look, I like big numbers. Yes. I like hitting things with big numbers. I'm just saying, don't blame Quarantine for this. You were like this even before, so. Well, I mean, that's just... I blame Quarantine for the volume of time I've played. <laughs> I don't blame Quarantine for my choice in gameplay. Oh, no. I usually, like, usually whenever I play games like this, my first run will normally be stealth run. I, so, like, Cyberpunk, hell, to be Skyrim. Fair, no matter and what. Then if, and then if it's a multiplayer game where you can pull Shane into it, you just make him feel bad because you can mow down pretty much any enemy before he reaches them. I mean, that's just because I pulled him into Warframe, and by the time he started playing... I already had 2,000 hours yeah. into the game. Well, that, that wasn't his fault. He didn't, yeah. He couldn't control the character with his injury. I was playing Warframe before that. Oh, yeah. He had well, played he... it before that, but yeah. No, and, and that's the thing. Like Injury aside, yes, I, I brought him into a game that, yes, I had thousands of hours into already. So, yeah, there, that is kind of to be expected that, yeah, what I have a lot of shit that makes the early game a breeze. 
I've run with you in Warframe before. It was hard-pressed finding an enemy that wasn't already dead by the time I reached them. Even in a fast frame. Meh. I'm, I, I mean, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> but yeah, my, my experience with Cyberpunk has been generally positive. I've only bumped into one quest-breaking bug. And that was due to my own actions. Uh, for one of the cyber psychos. After you scan the area, it says you need to talk to one of the survivors of the attack. Well, when I came across the incident, I saw a dude kneeling on the ground. You capped him, didn't you? He was a gang member. No, <clears throat> I threw him into a dumpster. <laughs> I knocked him out. I threw him into a dumpster. I scanned the area and then it said, talk to the survivor. I was like, well, I can't. And there came, a waypoint came up on the map. I'm like, that's like two kilometers away. Did I really bug it that bad? Just fuck it. I go over to it. Yeah, it was two kilometers away and 60 <laughs> feet underground. So I'm just like, well, scratch that one. I guess I can't complete this. So if you guys but, have positive reviews of it. So are people are mad, mad because he, here's what I can gather of it. People wanted the game, right? CD Projekt Red delayed and delayed, and then finally said it was in a playable state, and they just need to clean it up, and then released it, and after four delays, the game is still filled with bugs, and anybody who bought it on a PS4 or Xbox One is basically playing Cybercraft, because the graphics <laughs> and the optimization are so fucking bad. And I know a I know a couple of people yeah. that we know personally who bought the game, their computer matched the recommended settings for it, booted it up, and the game just, like, wouldn't run. And that's, like, I feel for them on that. For On both sides, I do. But when you have a consumer base screaming... Release the game now, release the game now. I'm fairly certain Project Red was sitting there like, we know it's not ready for launch. It's playable, yes. And on PC and next-gen consoles, it runs well. But there is so much more we could still do. But it is playable. And so they gave in to the masses and released it. And you have individuals who don't have a high-end pc and don't have a next-gen console picking the game up and then getting mad that well the game doesn't work on my seven-year-old system well to be fair I'm, I'm feeling the game was announced what five years ago so it should yes. work oh on yeah the PS4 it, it, it's it's start Xbox. of life it should work just fine because it was originally designed for that yeah but every it was, it was originally intended, but the thing is, as they're developing it, it's like, hey, new technology came out. All right, well, let's push the envelope for the new technology. Why bother with the old technology? Like, if, if they had put out Cyberpunk 2077 and kept it to the basis of 
graphics and capabilities five years ago, as a next-gen player, I would be pissed. Because then you'd have the same, like, you, you would have the reverse effect. It's like, why am I playing this game that looks like it should be on a early PS4 or a midlife PS4 when I'm playing it on a next-gen system that should be putting out 4K yeah. graphics? I should be able to count the dimples on Judy's ass. Well, I know which, uh, like, which romance I, tree you pursued. No, I played a male. I went with Pan Am. Yeah, I thought he went with Angel. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, no. Afterlife! Afterlife! <laughs> oh, I, I love that uh, so much. Lights, uh, by the way, light's gone. Yeah, yeah, he, he ten he, minutes ago. He got completely sucked into the. So ether. that's concerning. Yeah, we'll have to figure out ago. what's going on with that. Yeah. Indeed. Oh, yes, I love that so much. <laughs> yep, yep. I I made a poor choice on that one. But you weren't paying uh, attention. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was talking to chat and I didn't see the names. And then it was like, "Do you want this one or this one?" I was like, "Uh." This one. Please don't be the dude. Please don't be the dude. Please don't be the dude. Hi, I'm Angel. Fuck. If he gets on the bed, I'm hitting afterlife. I'm hitting afterlife. And we've sat on the bed. Nope, this is getting too weird. I'm getting See, out of this I shit. Samurai is mine. Uh, yeah. Samurai? <laughs> samurai wasn't an option at that for scene. The, I guess for the choosing people your safe word? Oh, for the safe word. Okay, yeah, no, my yeah. safe word I chose afterlife. I gathered that. <laughs> By the fact that you've been screaming afterlife. Sorry, I thought you No, I thought you were I thought you were talking about uh the okay, characters' bro. names, oh. the names of the individuals. That's what I thought you were talking about. I was like, who the fuck was that? Yeah, um you picked, uh Angel and not Sky. <laughs> yep. So I had to get out of that room Which, quick. Honestly, Honestly, I kind of understand as Sky seems like the one the guy would have, and Angel seems like the one the girl would have. But yeah, yeah, aside from that, again, um, but to go back to the uh, the debate, like, I would not want to pay full price for a next-gen game that was running on last-gen specs. I wouldn't especially after five years of development, I would feel cheated. So while I do feel bad for the people on last gen that are, you know, upset about this, they're getting their full refund. There's no doubt about that. Like cyber, like CD project red came out and said, everyone that wants a refund for this will get a refund. They finally, for this. they finally twisted hands Sony's down. Arm we, we've already talked to, to both groups. It. Because Sony wasn't originally allowed. Yeah, it. and Sony like, yeah, because so well, Sony has always been very prissy about their return policy. Microsoft was like, yeah, got it, we'll do it. Um, but yeah, so both consoles got on board and said, yeah, we will, we will do the refunds. You know, Steam did their refunds. Uh, I know Sony pulled the game from their store because of the backlash for it. I don't know if Project Red asked them to do it, but yeah, they did it. And I think it's because 
Sony just doesn't want to have more people buying it and them have yeah, to do I think more they refunds. Just did it just to, you know, basically be like, nope, if you already bought it and you want to keep it, fine, but no one else on PlayStation can buy it digital until the game is in a more playable state. Yeah. So working on optimization, I think, is going to be their major focus for the time being, which may push back any new content coming out for it. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. You know, let the others catch up. Let them get to enjoy the fun. But they don't get my sympathy for the initial launch not being what they expected when it's gone through a seven-year development cycle and they're mad that their seven-year-old console or seven-year-old PC can't run it like they were hoping. Yes, I you mean, do. I know that pain. And it's very it is it is frustrating. Yeah, it it Whoa. sucks. Yeah, it it does suck, but I'm I'm not going to give my sympathy to that. Oh god, the I'm void back. the void spinning yeah, back. Yeah. I mean, we have to give it control. Hmm? We have to give the void control now. Maybe it'll take back the arm that seemed to spontaneously grow on him. I'm keeping this third arm. No, you're either going to give it back to the void or I'm going to figure out a way to hold you down and cut it off. You know, it looks uncomfortable to sit on the shitter with that arm, but it seems like the reach would be worth it. (laughs) What do you think? think? It makes wiping so much easier. But yeah, so... (laughs) I understand why people are mad about Cyberpunk, but this is the whole thing with game comp with this with these delays especially with games that i'm gonna be honest yes cyberpunk is a good game and cd project red is a good company they make good stuff y'all hype cyberpunk up to a level of like i don't even know yeah you you thought this game was gonna be the second coming of christ yeah it was it was damn near no man's sky level so yeah of course you're gonna be let down when the game isn't perfect well i said what i said i (laughs) yeah it's a it's a it's a real tricky situation and i i stand in the middle of it because i do think that cdpr does a lot of great work and uh obviously i hate the extreme reactions um, and I also am disappointed that they lost stock mm-hmm. value. I will, but but I should I go think buy that... some stock. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go back up. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna go I back up. Say, <laughs> the one thing about CD um, Projekt Red, I know I just said like CD Projekt Red does a lot of good. They also do a lot of bad. Let's not forget about that. Like their business practices aren't great. They're not getting away with that. Yeah, they're pro-consumer, yeah. anti-worker. Um, but I will say, I think that anybody is fully justified in being upset that it doesn't run on these seven-year-old consoles, considering that they announced the game nine years yeah, ago. Yeah, we, we were talking about that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I I can understand the frustration of not being able to play it, on the last gen console 
what's going to be interesting but, moving forward is I think that, and I don't mean to take this elsewhere. I just, I gave all my yeah. feelings about it last week. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting to see uh, Horizon Forbidden West and um, Halo Infinite uh, this year, whenever they start marketing those, because uh, CD Projekt Red kind of like in retrospect, they went out of their way to not show base consoles yeah. running the game. This yep. entire And I, I think that even though those two games in particular that I named, they're going to want to show off their best of the best because that's how you sell a game. I think that they're going to also end up having to have a little more transparency yeah, to show off base consoles. The too. new Horizon is coming to PS4, right? I got a weird feeling that I'm saying the same thing as somebody else now. Okay. And, and yeah, obviously is. Halo Infinite is coming to Xbox One. Like we know that already. Yeah. Uh on the subject of Halo Infinite, I actually thought of something that might help explain the huge delay oh. that they have as well. Um so it's I mean obviously there are problems and I feel bad for anybody that has to produce a game, but I don't care how streamlined Microsoft has made the process for their platform. Anybody who has to develop for the base Xbox one. Like. Yeah. I mean, that could be, I mean, that's one of the reasons. Another reason I'm like, I said, we, I said this like three weeks ago, we had seen one campaign 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 preview. And then they went radio silent until the announcement that the game was delayed. Which, mind you, was like yeah. radio silent for like a week, but still. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, going well, through a development uh, cycle. I, I just, I'd want to say, I think that working from home, COVID-related reasons, I mm-hmm. think affected it. Absolutely. I mean, I was watching interviews and and some behind the scenes stuff for both uh, Studio MDHR who made Cuphead and um, the studio that makes the Ori games. Hmm. And both of them uh, are doing okay during the pandemic because they were already work from home studios. They were already. They already had to figure oh, out the logistics. Designing a game from home. Of different work. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, three four three, that was Microsoft like built built them into the Microsoft Office. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like you walk into Microsoft, and I'm guessing there's a and door for- that just says three four three industries. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Kind of like how Bungie was. And I mean it's, that's uh, that's the case for any development group. Oh yeah. Um, like I because didn't think about it whenever we first talked about it. Well, uh, so I watch the Warframe live streams. Like they do development live streams once a week. Uh, and when the COVID stuff first happened, when this pandemic crap first kicked off, uh, they stopped doing them for like three weeks 
they just did a regular like live stream with uh, the devs actually playing the game from home. Uh, and then three weeks later, they started going back to doing like micro dev streams. And, you know, going from every week having one detailing like, hey, here's the new patch, here's, you know, previews for stuff that we're trying to implement to going, you know, radio silent for three weeks on that. When they came back, they were like, yeah, part of the, part of the trick was how do we do this when we're not in the office? How do we how do we get these guys to be able to work on this stuff from home? You know, yeah. getting all of that logistically fixed up is really tricky because especially if you're, you know, working on a big game, you don't want the, the like your data files just either going to the office, coming home or sitting at your home. Because, you know, security reasons. Something gets leaked. Your friend Steve comes over and gets the new Uh, build of Halo Infinite. Well, even beyond that, there are people for whom I'm sure work from home just works out better. Uh, The Ori guys, they prefer their way of work. Because not everybody can keep a 9-to-5 schedule. But on the flip side, there are people who like that structure yeah who like that i wake up at this time i go to this place i sit here for hours i come home like i like having that structure i'm not that type of person i would do better with a work from home type thing but like i know that that's not the only type of person out there so that's going to be difficult getting everybody to coordinate yeah the the idea of separation of home and office is my big thing yeah when i get home I don't think about work. Like, unless there is something pressing happening, I don't bring work home. When I come home, it's, I'm done. I'm done until I go back in tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, so, for Cyberpunk, I didn't have many issues with it. Your favorite developers, the Warframe people. Yeah, DE. Digital Extreme, Yeah. yeah. They did Dark Sector. Yeah, yeah. We've discussed that before. Oh. We, we had a whole, we had a whole thing <laughs> that, where like, I was like, "Oh, yeah." The uh, like the signature weapon from Dark Sector, the glaive, is a weapon in Warframe. Hmm. And the uh, the title Warframe character Excalibur has a premium skin. That is based on the armor from Dark Sector. Which definitely yeah. looks Warframey. Yeah. So yeah, it uh yeah, I I have enjoyed Digital Extreme for a long time. I never actually played Dark Sector, uh but playing Warframe from back when it was in Alpha when you had three tile sets and two different types yeah. of enemies. The game was very flat back then. Now there's shit tons. So, love speak, it. Still love speaking it. of uh, Halo, apparently people are taking uh, one of the developer's LinkedIn posts that does not include the Xbox One or the Xbox One S 
in it, it just says Xbox S, Xbox Xbox S slash X, which I assume to mean Series X or Series S, and PC. Yeah. The X. There's a rumor going around that they may have canceled the Xbox One version, but I'm guessing they're going to address that because this rumor already went around during the summer. Yeah. I mean, if they... If they did... I mean, if they did, people are going to be pissed. Because I would laugh. I would really laugh because before the generation started... Sony was like, we believe in separation of generations. And then as and Microsoft as was like, no way. Yeah, and Microsoft's like, we're going to keep it alive for a year. And then whenever the generation starts, Sony's like, oh, by the way, all our games are coming to PS4 for at least two years. And then Microsoft is the one who's like, oh, by the way, we canceled the Xbox. Of conversion. our flagship game. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of like that that generation gap and this issue with games coming out at both time like at the same time on both of them i think mm-hmm. the last time we saw this was well the last time i remember really seeing this being a big divide was with uh one of the assassin's creed games i think it was yep. black flag yep. like there's just there was a stark difference between the the uh, generation with- line same with because it came out across yeah and it it, like in a sense that's what happened with cyberpunk and it it i don't doubt it's it's either going to happen with halo or Halo's not going to release on the past gen there there's going to be a stark difference between them and the fan base is going to get pissed off about it because it's like well why do they get something that's different and looks better than what i got it's like because the core capabilities of what that is can't support the true image of what we wanted to make. Like, Cyberpunk is this gorgeous, massive game. Last gen, like, try try playing Grand Theft Auto. Well, actually, Grand Theft Auto did run on yeah. PS4. But... What are the load times like okay, on that? You, we can't talk about load times. We tried to play that fucking game last night. It took you an hour to load in. Exactly. But that's the thing. With large with but with large open world games where you load in a massive amount of stuff at one time. You can't like you can't expect the same degree of optimization cross generation. Especially when it's like no, it'll the be last really gen has a quarter or a half of the capability of the next gen. Yeah. Um, especially with the new, the way that they're implementing the SSDs and the, the new uh, CPUs from AMD. But uh, yeah. uh, it'll be very interesting to see Horizon because the entire preview event for Horizon was like, yeah, the PS5 has allowed us to basically eliminate load times. And then it's going to be like, but on PS4... Ah, yes, you put in the game one year (laughs) later. Well, what they may end up doing then, and I have seen this in one other game, and I... 
I can't actually think of the game right now, but generationally, there wasn't a massive update in the graphics from one game to the next. But on the next-gen consoles, the game ran much faster. Load times were much shorter. Interactions were a lot smoother. And then you go to the last-gen, and yeah, you, you had moderate load times, but it was never anything like extreme. So if they're yeah. going with that with uh, for Horizon, where it's like, yeah, we're not we're not taking the graphics to eleven. You know, the graphics are going to be good. Don't get us wrong, but we're not taking them to eleven to damage the output on the PS4. Yeah. But we're going to make it so that PS4 can run it and run it well. You're just going to deal with load times compared to PS5 with its near zero load time. I'd be okay with that. That would be acceptable. Or at least more acceptable. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, we kind of took the uh, what have we been playing section to discuss some... Yeah, to do the, the news. news. <laughs> so... I mean, nothing really yeah, new has I mean, come out. I don't out. think any of us have... I, I saw Twy was playing more Hunter Call of the Wild. I don't think she's here anymore. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of is yeah. the... Uh... Oh, you are here. No, she's still here. Yeah. Is it? Is it still a hunting game? <laughs> uh, Hunter Call of the Wild? Yes, it's still a hunting game. But now she's hunting the most dangerous of predators... Man, I mean, if I wanted to do that, I got a lot of other yeah, games, say. including a laser saw and an arm to remove. It's not happening. Yeah, I think the only real new content outside of Cyberpunk for me, uh, Warframe launched their next oh, yeah. operation, Orphix Venom. But uh, the I big, uh, the big thing about this is. Yes. Um, their big thing for it is the Necromex, which are literally robots built over the skeletons of Orokin. Hmm. They're beefy robots that you get huh. to pilot. I'm yeah. I'm to get into Pillars of Eternity, but I've been having a hard time doing that since... My entire party is made up of casters, and I can't find any melee people to join the party, which means casters are very yeah. squishy. That's why you need a war mage. With his lots of defense. I mean, all of them have a <laughs> I have Flexing as of... he casts, block, 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 block. <laughs> I'm not sure if there are any of those in Pillars I... of Eternity. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. I've never played before, so I don't know where to find I, the companions. I haven't played the first one, so I can't help you. I've only played the second one. Yeah, I got no That's... idea. I've never played either. So Both of you, useless. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, really the only new thing Huh? What? Did did Twy no, just call useless. you guys sluts? Useless. 
Wow. Oh. Not <laughs> you sluts. Yeah, I thought she was like, you sluts. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I could call them that We're too. We're a bad influence on her. <laughs> Ever since I met you guys. Slowly the corruption flows. Um yeah, I just he's more mean spirited and yeah. just mean. That's why I was so shocked. Uh <laughs> I don't have any I'm not usually that mean. Not you usually, guys. but sometimes. Usually it's unintentional though. Sure it is. Um, only new thing that I have to talk about this week. I jumped back into GTA. Oh, so lat, uh, two weeks ago, light mentioned shakedown Hawaii and I picked it up and started playing it. It's good. Fuck. Yeah. I, I don't know. Light said everything about it. I'm enjoying it. It's good. It's weird. I might be doing a mission that I'm not well equipped for currently. But, yeah, I'm having fun with it because it's just drive around and break shit. Oh, there's so yeah. much destructibility. No, it's great. Uh, and, yeah, I jumped back into GTA Online and got trolled by a hacker. Today. Actually, he he picked up my... He, well, Whoa. first, there was a ghost go-kart following me around, which was weird in its own right. Uh, and then after I did a mission where I, like, delivered a car that, you know, was worth money, um, the ghost go-kart showed back up, so I stole the car and started to drive away, and then the hacker booted me out of the car and then drove up to me honking, like, hey, get in. It's like, hey, no, <laughs> get away from me. So I drove away, and then he decided to start spawning explosions. And then he he picked up my car Seems and just fair. flung it around Whoa. the map. The worst time I ever dealt with a hacker, they did rolling explosions that started in the north and worked Ooh. their way south to the map. And everybody just kept dying. Like, your, your frame rate would tank. And then you'd get, you know a single screen of an explosion before being wasted only to load back in and die yeah. again. I mean, last night when we were playing, we had that one guy who was just saying that I killed the whole server. Yeah. He somehow set it up to tag a random player as killing everyone else with a explosion. Uh... So we'd be driving around the map and all of a sudden we'd hear explosions all over the place and the kill feed would just fill up with, you know, Man of War killed so-and-so, killed so-and-so, killed so-and-so, killed so-and-so. And then you get a random bounty put on his head, and it was like, what? <laughs> and apparently one of the guys who had died was Stupid Rich, because he came after us on both the hover bike and the uh, yep. spec-up DeLorean. So oh, two things with part. rockets. Yeah, two things with the flying and rockets. Uh, the first time he blew me up with the uh, the the flying bike, and then I got in a car with Sedge, 
and he starts chasing us in the DeLorean. At one point, Sedge turned on to a dead-end street. I'm dumb. And he, he, I mentioned it to him, he's like, oh, right. And he turns around, and the dude is behind us. I had been messing around with this revolver. Because I got the special revolver from the Red Dead, like, crossover bit. And I just took a random pot shot as he launched his rocket. I somehow managed to headshot him out of his vehicle as the rocket blew us both up. It was pretty great. Also, I told you we did that quest together because I have it too. Okay. Also, I'm sorry, but my knowledge of GTA Online stops in 2015. Not much has changed aside from uh, more hackers and crazier cars. Yeah, I didn't get the last uh, the last car update I was privy to was the armored Karuma. Yeah, now they've got the, the DeLorean, the sky motorcycles, the submarine. Yeah, I, I yeah. Which yeah. is what? Yeah, submarine. Goddamn. I got a story about a hacker, but it's a very happy one. Did he give you lots of money to get your account banned? Yes and no. <laughs> Do tell. Uh, he was he was more like a white hat hacker that saved me. Um, so heists were new, and if you didn't have a group of friends, you weren't going to play one. Whether you were searching for a game or trying to host your own because you had own. If yeah, you, you had through, to have so many players. Yeah, and if if you played through as like a henchman for somebody and you played through all the heists, you got money, you got whatever money they dished out, but it didn't progress you as a character. You couldn't do all the cool shit that you did. You had to run the heists in order to yeah. uh, get the good shit initially. And... um it took me forever to finally get a penthouse. I did the very first setup heist, and then I, I'm on the second one where you got to break the guy out of prison, right? I actually... That I don't know much about the heists. Oh. Okay. Actually, no, the one where you got to drive the prison bus. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the same. The prison bus is part of the setup anyway. for it. Yeah. Um, so I am slogging my way through this, uh, multi-tiered heist and it's going terribly. And I have people who keep backing out because they don't want to play this when they want to play the next one. And it's taking forever. Finally, I get a game going. I hop into a car cause I, I prefer to ride than drive, even though I've learned that I have a better driving skill than most people. Um, not a word. Kind of like me and Shane. Yeah, I I hop into this car and we're driving and all of a sudden we fall through the map. And I didn't have a headset and this person wasn't talking or anything. So I was like, what the hell? And I uh, I go to get out of the car to see what will happen. And it loads. And this, this person is inside the prison in their car and I was just outside the fence 
And I was like, shit, I shouldn't have stepped out of the car. Because uh, that random glitch, I didn't realize they were a hacker at first. Like that random glitch just, uh, you know, was beneficial. And they drive up to the fence and then their car just kind of goes up and over and lands. And I get back in the car and it goes up and over the fence. And we drive right to the middle and pick the guy up, fall through the map again, and we're at the plane. Hmm. And we get in the plane and we finish the the uh, mission. And I'm like, that was amazing. Thank you. Like, they helped me just finally get through this stupid fucking mission that I'd been grinding for so long. I'd played so many other versions of it. And... I could not get my own to go. Finally, this guy shows up on my crew and just like, here you go, you're done. And whenever uh, whenever the mission ended, it spawned us at this gas station. I get booted out of his car and it starts raining money all around me and he drives off into the desert. And I was watching his uh, little character blip as it just, like on the radar, you see it start to drive off then it disappeared. Then he disappeared over the horizon. And I never met him again. Such a wholesome story. Such That's... a wholesome, weird story. <laughs> weird, but... Yeah, and then, like, uh, two minutes later, I just started getting bombarded with messages of people going, make it rain money again. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't do that. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. None of them wanted to be on my team anymore. <laughs> but yeah, the way that the dude showed up, the way he handled the heist, and the way that he disappeared was just perfect. Well, I think that wholesome story is a good point to transition to break. Since we spent most of the first half talking about uh, newsy stuff. Okay. So. We're going to go to break, listen to these promos, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed those promos. Go check out those shows. And, well, given the fact you probably won't hear this till next week, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy holiday and a safe new year. Don't do dumb shit. Um, but, yeah, we will continue our December gaming casual wish wish list hmm. uh light what what do you got for us this week you've been uh binge no. looney tunes i see um <laughs> that's just what i do when i stumble my, over my own words so i had to do a little bit of a flip did you land at least because originally, oh yeah, uh, it, it was landing. I got all fives or tens or whatever is the one. Um, Did he just cut out? <laughs> right as he was about to say. Oh that. man, I just died for a second. Just um, <laughs> just um. Burp. Yeah, hey, I just had like five minutes in the red. Did you hear anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you got your long um, and then it cut out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Anyway, 
I was originally going to have it be this week. Let's pitch a game. And then next week have my, my ultimate. Um, but then last week, I feel like a game ended up being pitched and it would just be weird to try and do That's that true. again Xander this did week. pitch a game last week and it was a really good fucking idea. Yeah. So for this week, you can go up to five. But what, like, let's say you met somebody. We'll say that they, they're, they're at a competent level of gaming. So like you don't, you don't have to ease them into gaming, but they're also somehow completely unfamiliar with it. Five games you think are essential they need to play. Like for somebody who's just like, who can probably, like, someone okay. who can. If we were. Go ahead. One at a time. Say, so we're, we're not looking for like baby's first game here. We're looking for somebody who's like, no, this person will be able to pick up a game with relative ease and play it, but they just aren't gamers. Yeah, they're okay. There are some games that are beloved that, uh, get called out all the time. Like if there was an essential list for gaming and we were running like a massive poll on it, then, you know, you'd have super Mario brothers and you'd have Metroid and you'd have Half-Life. And and I'm not saying, like, you guys can use those games if you want. But taking out the... The, the obvious? I don't know. The reverie. Not the, not the obvious. Just the reverie, like, to you. What do you think is an essential core list of games that everybody should play? Games that mean the world to you and you just know like no this is a damn good game it's not just something my niche all right i mean i have at least three off the bat uh halo halo 3 exactly. resident evil 4 no no hey hey just do one at a time and we'll go okay, around we'll all start off with resident evil 4 then so that we have time to talk about uh well it was the resident evil or one is my favorite resident evil game of all time i had the most fun playing that and also it was kind of the transition period for third person shooters so like that brought in modern Mm -hmm. things that we know like over the shoulder aiming and you know decent graphics and gameplay and the campiness it's just a really fun game to play let's say i've never played you've never is there any particular version i can pick up (laughs) just grab one should i do the gamecube original should i do this part ps2 or grab whatever the most recent re-releases you will have the same experience okay i just i want you to discuss why the game means so much i mean it means so a lot to me because it was the first resident evil game i legitimately enjoyed 
and created a bunch of funny moments like walking into 30 bear traps by accident yeah you did really bad at the start of that game it was worse when I played it the first time on PS2 pretty sure you stepped into every bear trap available and kept burning every health item you had sounds about right made me laugh Alright, Control. Mega Man X. Okay. Because that game is an example of how an introduction to gaming should be. It doesn't matter if you were seasoned. I mean, granted, it was it was a Super Nintendo game, so it's old school. But it didn't matter if you were seasoned, super skilled, or brand new to gaming. You pick up the controller and stage one, tutorial stage, because you hit game start and it sent you right in. Um, it did first level perfect. Uh, there, There is it's actually a YouTube video. I forget the guy who does it. Um, who He goes on this massive rant about why it is kind of the... Mega Man X has the quintessential tutorial level. Because as you play, like, just playing through that stage gets you to go over every different aspect of what the game does. The only thing it doesn't touch on is alternate weapons, because you don't have any yet until you've beaten the first boss, so you learn about it then. But every other aspect of the game, from movement, jumping, shooting, charge weapon all of it is shown to you never outright explained to you you don't get that stupid little pop-up at the bottom saying hey if you want to shoot your blaster press x no it was all right well i'm i'm moving forward now but there's this gap here so how do i jump it you press one button you don't jump you shoot your gun i was like oh well okay now i know and now i know how to jump and then it's like one of the first jumps, you'll fall down into a pit. The game doesn't punish you by killing you outright, but it kind of showcases to you that, hey, you don't want to fall down because it's going to be difficult. But you learn about the wall jumping mechanics, so you can jump back up out of the pit. So it, it for any level of gamer, I, I think Mega Man X should always be a game that someone plays at least once. New it's, uh, I will say that is the one Mega Man title that I've ever been interested in. I've just never had a chance to play it, but yeah, uh, Mega Man X is the is the one Mega Man series that caught my eye. But that's mostly because of the beautiful art style. Yeah, the game is also very gorgeous and well done. Um, but yeah, that that would be my number one pick for like, hey, I want to I want to try video games. And I, I would, I, that would be probably number one or number two on the list. Okay. Twy, do you have any game that you think people should play? You don't have to have all five, assuming you're here. Okay. Just let the record show I tried. 
The record, the record does show this. Um, my first one here, I'm gonna go with Max Payne. Ooh, good choice. Uh, Max Payne was sort of the first game I ever beat on my own. Uh, it's got a wonderful neo-noir story. Uh, the way that the cutscenes are done like comic books is pretty cool. Um, I'm always down when a game breaks the fourth wall. I'm much more, I'm much more accepting of anachronisms in storytelling than it seems most people are. And then gameplay wise, it's just a tight shooter. It's just really good. Uh, Max Payne is just something I think everybody should experience once. The first now follow up question. Can they experience any of the Max Paynes or specifically like Max Payne one? So like I'm doing a, if you could only play one, then the first one, but like, if you try out the first one, I recommend the second one has better shooting. I didn't enjoy the story as much. And then the third one is almost its own thing that is just, it's very difficult, but very satisfying. Yeah, I i thoroughly enjoyed the third one. I, if, yeah. I, if I put any Max Payne on the list, I, I would put the third one on there. Just because... I hold, I hold the first in higher regard, but you're not wrong. I just feel like it's almost its own beast. My my thing with the third one was always having fun with the slow motion and jumping off of things that probably shouldn't be jumped off. Because <laughs> the way your body contorts when you're doing the slow-mo and shooting in directions, like your body will do some weird angles and then you hit the ground. And if you still have the slow-mo, your body just continues to contort in odd fashions. Yeah, fun with euphoria yeah. physics. Shane, game, num game, game number, number two. Game number two. Oh, boy. Um, you know, well, for me personally, Halo 3. Well, this I is know. a personal I'm, list. I'm just saying, Halo 3, because out of all, one out of all the Halo games, it was the first one I sank, like, it was the first one I had a console for. I didn't have an original Xbox. I didn't play Halo 1 and 2 until after Halo 3. So, I got Halo 3 when it launched in 07. I put, like, a thousand hours into that game. Built so many memories with friends and online. And just enjoying the story. And the controls are tight. You know, it's... It's an old-school arena-style shooter, uh, arena-ish. And, mm -hmm. yeah. I think everybody should be able to enjoy it because it's got a good story, and that will... Like, even if you're not a multiplayer gamer, the story itself at points in that game will bring a tear to your eye.
Do you need to know the first two? Technically. Kinda. At least the second one. It helps. You it can helps. enjoy it without it, but <laughs> it helps. Okay. Control. Control. Uh, for second game, because I don't want to give credit to actual MMOs, Kingdoms of Amalur. Go play the single player game that plays like an Good MMO. Pick. Don't actually give your money to an MMO. Ex yep. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's that type of game. I mean, it's a bit more action-y than an MMO because MMOs are stand in one place, one, two, three, one, two, one, four, two, three. Hit these buttons in this order to max out DPS. Oh no, your DPS have dropped too far. You're kicked from the raid. Like I'm sorry, I did I did my time in MMOs and I am sorry to people that are still doing MMOs. Uh Kings of Amalur. It is a action fantasy RPG. It's open world, but obviously you have constraints from levels because enemies will be stronger than you in certain areas. But you get that broad expansive it is world. A great. Yeah, it is a great action RPG. Yeah. Uh, in um, fact, I'm so sad we don't have a sequel for it because, like, I think that my biggest beef with it is that there's not more. Yeah. I, and they, think I mean, so they have their expansions, the but they're... Yeah, they have their expansions, but a continuation of the story or another telling of that world would be great. Yeah. Uh, and that's the I thing is, like... It, it has some aspects from like the fable idea, but it does it in a much better way. Fable was a yeah. great concept that fell on its face. Kingdoms of Amalur was a great execution from a dying studio. They thought it was being born. Yeah. And then it got bought up by Rhode Island and shut down. Turns so, out Kurt Schilling is a piece of shit. <laughs> but yeah, that would that would be my uh, that would be my next suggested title. Yeah, I'm glad you shit all over it. My next one is Fable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just chose the better version of Fable style games. Um, I would recommend anybody who goes to check Fable out that. You at the bare minimum, you go with uh, anniversary, or I'm sorry, the lost chapters, but that you should go with Fable Anniversary. Fable is also a pseudo open world uh, action RPG, and it's just the the choices it gives you. Now there are a lot of people who will say Fable Two. Um, I'll say Fable 2 is probably better control-wise, but having never got a chance to own it and play it through, and the fact that first impressions, it just didn't do for me what the original Fable did. Like, okay. Fable was a game that I read about. It was my first time of getting Mala duped. 
thankfully I wasn't there for the, you know, if you drop an acorn, you come back, it'll be a tree type stuff. Um, but I got to see a decent preview of it, a realistic preview of it from the uh, Xbox Nation unofficial magazine. Um, and then I got to rent it along with, no, I had my Xbox. I got to rent it, but I only got to play it one day. My grandma rented it and I was staying at her house for one day. And so I only got to play it for one day. And for the next week, I dreamt about the game. Like the bloom effect that they use in the game's graphics was part of my dreams. <laughs> and I obsessed over this game until Christmas whenever I got it. And then whenever Fable the Lost Chapters dropped, even though it was just a kind of expansion pack for Fable, I traded my copy in and got that. Like, I, I was just in love with it. Fair enough. That's fair. Shane, number, number three. three. I feel like we're doing a really weird top five list. Uh, number three is... That, I know. This is exactly what it is. Shot yeah. it. I realized <laughs> it after I saw it. Number three is Doom. <laughs> Uh, specifically Doom 2016. Okay. I mean, Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal? I mean, really, you could say either or. Doom Eternal probably plays a little bit better. But I, I specifically went with Doom 2016 because that brought... One, it brought back a franchise that I hold near and dear to my heart it brought it back from like the horror genre from mm -hmm. doom 3 back to the you are doom guy kill they ass you have lots of bullets and big fists go like. kill things <laughs> um but yeah also that soundtrack oh, sound soundtrack is chef's kiss like yeah, like being able to implement a soundtrack into the gameplay in such a way that you don't notice the change in the songs because it all flows so well together when you're going from, all right, I'm exploring this room. I've entered a room full of demons and now I'm going to start shooting them. I don't realize that the music has gone from this mellow exploratory like background noise to bass pumping blood pumping rage music because i'm too busy making sure to reload my double barrel doom shotgun to the beat of the music yeah yeah control set uh, it just it it I, sucks I, you I in in such a way i was gonna say but better <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i want to point out um no clip is a smaller YouTube channel. They are funded exclusively through like Patreon and stuff. And they have an absolutely phenomenal documentary about the making of doom 2016, including interviews with the dev team, 
uh, and the musician. And yeah, it is highly worth a watch. It's free. It's free on YouTube. Hmm. I guess for my next one, Call of Duty Modern Ooh, Warfare Two. Choice. Um, like, so I'm I'm going with a kind of theme. Like, if I was to suggest five games to a person, I'm gonna I'm going with one from like each genre style. And since Shane has taken Doom for like core single player stuff, I'm gonna go with Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two for overall shooter, because its campaign was phenomenal. Like, you had. Twists, turns, upsets, rage moments. Like, the first time people play Modern Warfare 2 and you get to that ending, you are either screaming at your TV or you are holding back tears because what the shit. Um, And then going into the multiplayer, like, that was, in my opinion, peak like the the peak first person shooter multiplayer gameplay the maps all felt tight the the guns all felt really good quick scoping wasn't yes, a thing was. yet <laughs> it, be, it became a it thing wasn't... then cuz it wasn't around it, it wasn't in modern warfare 1 not that i remember at least i think you're just repressing memories i think it's always been there Maybe, but uh, but I will I will still say Modern Warfare Two, probably the best multiplayer. Oh, I'm not disagreeing out there. with you. I'm just I'm being an asshole. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm enjoying Cold War's multiplayer, but for but that's uh, where Modern Warfare Two is where Infinity Ward put their their planted their flag as yeah. you know definitive developers mm-hmm. of first person shooting. Yes. And without it we wouldn't have respawn. And Titanfall. Yeah. And the underrated yep. Titanfall too. Yeah. Cheers to you Titanfall 2. I would suggest Titanfall and Titanfall t- well not Titanfall 1 because uh, I actually I think Titanfall that... 2 would have been on there. I think Mega Man X, um, uh, Halo 3, and Modern Warfare 2 are games that would make the the top 100 you must play before you die in games list, like if we did do a mass poll. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I I would have Titanfall 2 up on this list, but the player base is so small. The single player for it though is amazing, but the uh is the just... multiplayer Yeah it's slowly dying. You have your die hard lovers of it, and there is d- definitely something still it's, there. It's slowly crawling but away. It's hurting. Yeah, it's hurting. So my third game. Uh bit of an otter take. I'm gonna go with Def Jam Fight for New York. It's the second of three, although if you ask most people who are fans of the series, it's the second most of two. Most people don't count Icon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I- Icon was bad. Um, 
but uh, it's a it's a brawler. It's a fighting game, but it's more of a brawler. It's got a little bit of wrestling in it because that's its roots. Um, it stars rappers. It's got an over the top story, and it's just a lot of fun. Like Henry Rollins is your gym trainer for some reason, and like none of it makes sense, but. W- when you play that, like just playing against uh, uh, friends or playing the story mode, it's great. It's got a terrific character creator. Um, and the end battle where you are up against Snoop Dogg's character in an office building, like an office that starts to catch fire while Joe Budden's Walk With Me plays. I mean, that's how I discovered Joe Budden, the rapper. And like, I could... I'm in debt to that game forever just for that alone. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm, I want I want to be brief on that one because my next two are big. Fair enough. My next two are kind of small because they're very niche. Um. Okay. Good. Silent Hunter Three, which is a if, okay. If you're unfamiliar. Because boats yes, and submarines. A, a World War... <laughs> oh, based on title, I was thinking of something like Rogue Warrior no. or no, like Sniper no, no. Elite. <laughs> I, I It was between this or Sniper Elite, and don't get me wrong, Sniper Elite is probably going to be the next one because that game's fucking great. Um, huh. But... But... Silent Hunter 3 specifically, uh, for me, gives you a different, like, if, if you were somebody coming in playing games for the first time, this would be a, hey, by the way, there's also, like, yes, there's all these high-octane shooters and, like, great story-driven games, but then there's also a game where you spend six hours staring at a map trying to do math Mm. to make sure your torpedoes hit where they're supposed to go and don't hit you. And I don't know. I, I built a lot of memories playing that game and I, I feel like everybody should at least try it once. Obviously not everybody will like it, but everybody should at least give it a shot. Hmm. If only, it, no, Do you know, math. give it a shot if only to be like, all right, I'm going to start my patrol. Five minutes later, I'm bored. Dive to the deepest depth possible. Hmm. Misjudge your depth and crash into the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> control. Ooh, Gary's mod. One. Really? Because it is a literal grab bag of insanity. Uh, The volume of people that make stuff for Gary's Mod is so insane. Uh, Just the different game modes, the different maps. I feel like over the decades, every time I hear about this game, it has slowly evolved from, like, a weird oddity into, like, the new Second Life. 
Well, that's the thing. The initial concept for Gary's mod was a physics engine tester. So you could build small things and mess around in the physics environment of the Half-Life 2 engine. Yeah. That was Play its with point. Havoc without having to spend thousands of dollars. Yeah. And then people got creative. And it was like, hey, we're going to make random ass game modes you know we're gonna make these crazy maps and design to play hide and seek on it literally hide and seek one person's the seeker everyone else is hiding somewhere on the map go find them awesome it's like okay well what else could we do with this and over time like now you've got i mean so we have among us the original version of among us i would probably say came from gary's mod murder one person has a knife, one person has a gun, the others are unarmed, the murderer tries to kill everyone, the guy with the gun has to find the murderer. That, that was it. And you had like you could have the just the regular maps or the crazy ass maps people mm -hmm. build. Um, one of the craziest things I've seen, someone took the like a large portion of the overworld map from Fallout New Vegas. And put it into Gmod. Like that was a map you could download and hop into. Oh, the map man. was huge. Um, but like you have that. You have Prop Hunt. Which same idea as Hide and Seek. Except you are a random prop on the map. That you can select. Like you can go around find a random prop on the map. You know last round you were a couch in the corner. Well this round you want to be a watermelon on a shelf. You could go do that. And then the other guys in the map are regular avatars with guns trying to find the people. Like, just the, the sheer degree. I'd Trouble like in to Terrorist out. Town. People have made... I was going to say, I'd like to point What's out up? Prop Hunt, which was born in Gmod, got so popular that they made it a fucking game mode in, like, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Cold War. Uh, I have seen clips of well, prop hunting Cold so War. That, that, ga that game uh, <laughs> mode has branched out of the weird little physics sandbox of Gary's mod into, like, massive AAA games. Yeah. Um, and, like, there are, there are games that were created through Gmod, basically. Uh, the Hidden started off as a Source Engine mod. Uh, and then it became its own game, but now you can't get it as its own game anymore, so now it's back to being a Gary's Mod mod. It all comes full circle. Uh, Trouble in Terrorist Town, though, I've seen maps, like, people put got a, I would, I would say hundreds of hours into some of these maps where it's like, no, this is large-scale, well-built, uh, they put, like, traps and stuff that the, the, uh, the traders can activate to kill people. I mean, the sheer level of creativity that people have put into this, like you spend a couple of hours, you load it up, you join some random servers for the craziness that happens, you know, ran a random prop hunt server or TTT server or whatever. Like you get into some crazy antics and it's just a, it's a barrel of fun. And if you get, you know, a circle of friends to join in on that, 
the laps will happen and stupidity will ensue and it will be a great time. Yeah, that was a neat, that was a neat left field choice. So for my fourth game, my penultimate, um, I thought about this a lot. Uh, Obviously, it was going somewhere in this list was going to be Metal Gear. And I was stuck between two of them for a while. Now, my personal experience with Metal Gear Solid is that uh, five has the best gameplay. Peace Walker has the best replay value. And two was the first one that I played through myself start to finish. Um, but I was crossed between MGS1 and MGS3. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized this is a personal list. And I personally, if if I was building my list of games somebody has to play through before they die, Metal Gear Solid 1, I don't... I love Snake Eater but I didn't like it when it first came out. And I still don't like some of it. I don't care for the jungle setting. I don't care for the camouflage. Like there's just something so fucking cool about that first Metal Gear solid. I mean, the fact that you can still play it to this day and like, yes, is it going to be? Well, this is one where, yeah, this is one where our hypothetical person has to be familiar with a controller. There is a learning curve to the controls, but once you understand it, whether you're playing uh, the original on PS1, PC, or you're playing uh, Twin Snakes, once you grasp the controls, yeah, I think that the game is smooth as butter. I mean, I... That's but it. what about my nano machines? Fox die. Hmm. <laughs> Otacon. Nano the machines. Goes, the story goes a little crazy, but I don't think it goes, like, too far anime over the top that it's... Oh, yeah, it's not Metal Gear not Solid 2. You don't have yeah. the United States president coming out and saying, Nano Machine, son. <laughs> like Revengeance. I'd say that it gets worse as they go along with 4 and 5 being the epitome of metal. What the fuckery? <laughs> yeah. Um, Even though I so love them enough. games. Uh, my fifth and final one is also an old PlayStation 1 game that recently got a remaster. Spyro the Dragon. Okay. This is a game where the story is simple. Bad guy freezes all your dragon friends. You gotta go save them by completing a platforming level. And finding collectibles. 
and it's cutesy and fun and it's just a pleasant game to play and i played the hell out of it when i was younger and when the remaster came out i 100 percented the game Oh, wow. Yep, oh, you I finally managed the, I finished, to? I got the 120% on the first one. And I'm working my way through the second one. Second one is much harder to do that because they added more stuff. Yeah. But the first one, just every level feels interesting. The little quips of dialogue from the dragons you free from Spyro himself. Like the game is just fun. And you can. I mean, I, I remember that. That makes me think of uh, yeah. Gex. Enter well, the Gecko. Gex, Crash, Spyro. Uh, I mean, Jack and Dexter, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. They were all kind of in the same genre. Yep. Yeah. That and retro they're all, era. They're all great, but Spyro stands out as the king. <laughs> control uh for the last one i'm gonna go with a uh hardcore uh no i don't even oh. call it hardcore rpg but uh we're gonna say final fantasy Ooh. tactics oh wow, my can my connection went insane there for a second it did. You could you you dropped out right at the end of change spiel. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna say for game number five, because I was thinking maybe Final Fantasy seven, and then you could play the uh, the remake. But no, we're gonna go with Final Fantasy Tactics because interesting. The story in Tactics was never overly fanciful. Like, in Final Fantasy, you're dealing with, it's like, you either have evil corporations or people who are praying to, you know, the ultimate evil god and you are the representative of the god of light type of thing. Final Fantasy Tactics, for the most part, until you get to, like, the very end, 90% of it was, no, you are you are dealing with a war between two kingdoms. Yes, there are swords and magic, but it it, it was never like... What? What tactics, though? Final Fantasy Tactics, the original. Not Tactics Advanced, um, because Tactics okay. Advanced can eat a dick. Oh, I, I didn't know. hated the judge system. Hated it so much. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. No, they changed it up too much. Yeah, well, they it they they just added a judge system which imparted arbitrary rules to the combat. So it was like combat in one mission, you might not be able to use magic. Like mm. that would just be a rule. It's like you can't use magic. Oh, okay, oh. that's cool. Yeah, it, I I was not I did not like that system. Um, but Final Fantasy Tactics, the original, like the story was really good. It never really got too crazy until the you got towards the very end, 
And then it kind of starts unveiling like, hey, here's where all like the crazy evil guys are. But even during that portion of the story, there's still a developing story of this war of the roses, like the war between the two kingdoms going on. And then there's this hidden miniature war going on for the main character and what he's dealing with. He's just kind of caught like everything else is just caught in the crossfire. Um, I, I loved the story. They did such a good job for a game that has no cutscenes. Like everything is done with like the sprite graphics. So there's no cutscenes to go through. Uh, and you could play the game in a basic fashion. Like, you know, what? I just want to go around and beat people with the sword. I don't want to get into all the job system because they had like 30 some odd jobs you could go through. It's like, I don't want to deal with that. I want to have the basic classes. So, you know, knight, mage, priest, done. Or you could go balls to the wall and get something like the calculator. Who literally used math to destroy the entire map. It was... I, I remember reading up on how to use the calculator and it was like... Yeah, you, you basically calculate damage by selecting specific variables, and those variables could be anything from the gender of the character, how high on the stage they were, uh, how tall the character was, what birth month is that character in? Because these were all factors that every character had. So it was like, yeah, what is their, uh, what is their sign? Are they a Sagittarius? Okay, well, this spell now deals twice the amount of damage as a result. The The sheer degree of what that game could do flabbergasted me and the, the level of story and all the different things you could do with it. Um, I would make it the last game they played and it's like, you want something hardcore that you can spend hours and hours and hours on? Go with Final Fantasy Tactics. But that that is also my number one game ever. I think I own it on like five different consoles. And last, last but not Maybe least, four. Light. What's <laughs> your number five? He just got back from the oh, void. <laughs> Light, I'm done with my spiel. Welcome back. Oh, good. Uh, you were roboting hard for me for a while there. My connection was way wonky. Mm. I still be, but at uh, the same, you sound better. Okay, good. But at the same time, I didn't want to interrupt you because you, you really seemed into what you were talking about. I I love Final Fantasy Tactics. the The War of the Roses story is amazing. Yeah. If you get a chance, I I highly suggest it to everybody. It's not the first time that I've heard tactics mentioned. Just don't um, get tactics advanced. That actually, whenever you were like, yeah, I hate that, it kind of reminded me of um, the Paper Mario series. Uh, a lot of people were happy with the way that the new game, the Origami King, has brought back like actual strategy to the combat. The only problem is they added in this dumbass gimmick where everything's on a ring system and 
it if you utilize that ring system which you want to uh in game you have incentive but using it takes out all the strategy yeah so what is your number five yeah i think we all know uh i would consider this my number one i've been going down in the list before i say anything honorable mentions of games people should try Kerbal Space Program and Xena Warrior Princess for the PS1. Okay. I'm going to say Warframe. Um, it's fun. It's not for everyone, though. Total grind fest. Yeah. But, okay. So, Max Payne. Um, Max Payne 1 is a very competent shooter. Uh, Max Payne 3 is a hardcore third-person shooter. One of the only doesn't use uh, bullet magnetism. Um, Gears of War, I also think is a very tight third person shooting game. I think we'd all agree on that. You just have to play one of them though. The story is no. not that great. And there's only so many chest high walls I want to ever deal with. Yeah. Well, just gameplay wise. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, what was weird, what was weird with the Gears series is that they managed to refine the controls as the series went on. And I just, I don't know. The first time I ever picked up that first Gears, I didn't think it could get tighter. Um, but I bring those up to talk about quality in third-person shooting. You guys know what game I'm going to bring up. If you can't think of it, for shame, because when even when I'm not mentioning it, you guys are God like, no, it. don't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> My number one game that everybody needs to play through in their life. One of the most brilliant third-person shooting games ever with just tight controls, perfect integration of the Havoc physics engine, and just... The true epitome of gameplay over story. He tricked us, Control. <laughs> this was all another uh, clever ruse to be able to talk about PsyOps. <laughs> it's PsyOps, the Mindgate conspiracy. He didn't actually care. He just wanted to talk about it again. Well, hey, at least it's not a half-hour rant on Metal Gear. Factual. When I, when I was going... When I set this up for, like the games that you think are quintessential for somebody to play. I was like, there's literally no way that I can do this list without doing a metal gear game and a, and psyops. <laughs> Could you imagine if I talk about those games as often as I in. do, if yeah. I held them and in not regard? have them on here. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, but games that you can't miss in your life. Eh, whatever. For <laughs> Kerbal Space Program over PsyOps, a game that literally inspired my game writing on Tay, rest in peace. Uh, well, go on then. So yeah. No, that's it, man. The game is tight. If you would like to know more of Light's opinions, they exist in a previous episode. Do I remember which one? No. Because it's like four of them. <laughs> I don't know it if it's has. ever been published. Um, references to it have definitely. But yeah, so that is what? Uh, 15 games yeah. that you need to play Indeed. before you die. 
And we still want the record to show we did try to involve Twy on this. There are yeah. other ones we could mention, like Super Metroid or Metroid Prime. Um, I disagree on Super Metroid. Hell, I you mean, didn't like Super Metroid? I've not. I can't play through Super Metroid, Metro or I mean, uh, Metroid Zero. My honorable, my honorable mentions huh. are okay. like Dishonored and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And, Ooh, good choices. Uh, Oddly enough, Diablo. Diablo 3. Uh, Bastion. 80s. If only for its soundtrack. Yeah. Like, any any game where the musical score was designed by Darren Korb, just play it for the soundtrack or just buy the soundtrack. Legacy of Goku 2. Yeah, I'm surprised that one wasn't on your list honestly <laughs> it actually was but like i was mentally redoing my list throughout, throughout the, whole, the whole thing like Fair as enough. you guys were talking but yeah i mean i just came so up with my there list, are 15 so, you know. games that, that we think point. are quintessential to your gaming experience and you should play if you haven't you don't actually have to go play silent hunter 3 i don't expect you to do that most of these games are fairly cheap yeah. or don't exist anymore. Like a lot of them you can get yeah. as freeware or for five bucks on whatever platform you own. So Yeah. Yeah, if you have access to a PC, most of these should be easy to get. Um also I believe that the Fable trilogy is uh, on Game Pass. Maybe. Um but yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a safe holiday. I hope you had a safe holiday and uh, happy new years. And we'll see you all in 2021. May God have mercy on our souls. Woo. Bye. Yeah, that.